Welcome, Hawk fans. Welcome to another episode of Hawk Talk. I am your host, Colin Cole, and I am joined by my co-host, the incomparable two-time all-conference three-year starter at right tackle, the man who does it all out there in the Midwest, Mr. Porter. David, thank you for joining me, sir. What's going on, man? How you doing? You know, I'm just trying to stay warm. It is cooling down nationwide, and uh, I'm trying to stay warm. However, we are here to talk about the Hawks yet again. Uh, we have yet another tremendous matchup. Uh, this one, though, seems to be one that will be um, a bit more difficult than what they may have faced over these last three games, which they've been riding a a three-game win streak, um, having beat Northwestern, um, Wisconsin last week, and uh, who was the other one, David? Um, what else did they Purdue. do? Purdue. 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 Yeah. Having beat um, Northwestern, having beat Purdue, and having beat Wisconsin, they're riding that three-game win streak, but uh, they're getting ready to go into Minneapolis and play against a Golden Gopher team that is also riding a win streak as well. And they are currently seven and three. And this Gopher team is for real. These guys are um, have played some pretty good games this year uh, on en route to that seven and three record. And so let's jump right into it, David. Let's jump right into um, Minnesota's offense. Uh, Minnesota's offense is led by, uh, I think he's a senior. I believe he's a senior. Let me look it up real quick. He's a senior. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, he is a senior. Uh, senior running back, Muhammad Ibrahim. Um, he is the real deal. He might be the best back that uh, the Hawks have faced this season. Um, most complete mm -hmm. back. Um, a punishing runner who definitely – like I said, punishes the opponents once he gets the opportunity. He looks like he runs to actually run into people. David, I've seen him uh, run away from people, but uh, when he breaks through the line of scrimmage, he looks like he's oh, looking wow. for somebody to actually make contact with. I think he's one of those guys that actually plays better with more contact. Um, you know, kind of like how Black Panther was. You hit him with the bullets and his suit powers up, and then he, he's able to exude that power. Muhammad Ibrahim, he actually plays with that same kind of intensity. And, and as he gets rolling through a game, man, he, he becomes a tougher runner. But uh, and, and let me tell you about his stats. He's he's rushed 238 times for uh, 1,261 total yards and 18 total touchdowns on the on the ground alone. Make sure I make that stipulation on the ground alone. Um the team, though, is led by quarterback Tanner Morgan. He's also senior. He's thrown 103 pass, 100. He's completed 103 passes for 153 total, uh, with uh, 1,323, 24 total yards, uh, seven touchdowns, and five interceptions. Uh, Tanner Morgan is definitely a game manager. He's more of a guy that they want to not make mistakes and let that running game do what it does. They've notoriously, this Minnesota Golden Gophers team has notoriously had uh, running backs by stable. They going all the way back to Marion Barber, to Thomas, the, the guys that we saw when we were back then, you know. Um, so they have done a tremendous job of always having a stable of backs or at least one or two 
guys that can carry the load, and that's what they are. Um, they're running <clears> – <throat> their rushing attack actually has more total yards than their passing attack. They have 2,212 total rushing yards as compared to 1,825 passing yards. So their commitment to the ground game is definitely serious. They definitely um, – they don't they don't deviate from that and it goes to show by their receiving core uh, which is led by Brevin Span Ford who is their tight end he has 31 receptions for 374 yards hey david look at that another tight end leading the team in receptions so the golfers they they have a, a recipe and their tight ends major factor in that the next leading receiver daniel jackson is a wide receiver 26 receptions for 355 yards i didn't say mr span four's touchdown totals which is two uh, mr jackson also has two touchdowns followed by michael brown stevens chris autumn bell also <laughs> they got a lot of hyphenated last names in their receiving core kind of weird but anyway so they definitely lean on the, the ground attack a lot and um that's going to be their their catalyst to to try and win this game up in minneapolis uh at four o'clock eastern i mean sorry four o'clock that's yeah that's eastern three o'clock central time what is the key what is what is what do you what did you see in this running attack or what did you see in this this uh this golden gophers team as a whole and what presents the biggest difficulty for this hawkeye team defense in particular Well, when I looked at the teams, I'm looking at both um, their offense and our defense because that's kind of how it's going to – it has to play out, right? Their offense guys go against their defense. Um, they are, like you said, committed to the run. There's no doubt about it. They are going to lead with that. They have 2,200 yards rushing the ball. Um, I believe it was like 18 touchdowns on the season uh, with them rushing the ball. Let me double-check that here quickly. You said but how many? These guys – 18 no sorry that's just Ibrahim by himself my 31 bad. Total. 31 31 total holy smoke yeah so 31 rushing touchdowns as compared to eight passing and receiving ones so th they are definitely dedicated to running the ball um and the few games that i watched you could see that as the game wore on and, and like you said uh <laughs> mr uh Ibrahim, he gets better as the game progresses. And I saw the contact. He definitely runs behind his pads. He is a powerful runner. On top of that, he is patient. So as an offensive lineman, you love that kind of running back. You love having a guy in the backfield. You know what you're going to get. And you know that if you just sustain your block, he's going to find that hole. And on top of that, not only is he going to make somebody miss, he's going to run through somebody. So if we were to, I don't know if we have the yak yards on here, but, you know, that would be one of the things I'm looking at. I'm like, okay, what are his yards after contact? To me, that's a really big deal because when I saw him play, he ran through, I don't know how many arm tackles and how many guys just came up and tried to tackle him. He just freaking flat out just hit him. I'm like, I like this kid. I do like him. I like the way he plays. I like his tempo. I like the way he carries himself on the field. Now, he, 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 the moment doesn't seem too big for him at all. So when you see a running back like that, that's a leader of the team, he's a senior, you got a senior um, senior quarterback as well. Um, we kind of know what they're going into. This is also, I think, a senior day for uh, Minnesota going up there. The weather is not going to be great. So passing the ball is probably not going to be the best uh, conditions. So 
getting the running game going is going to be paramount. And I think uh, Minnesota, with what they have with their running uh, game, especially with their, their tight ends getting in there as well, and the whole team actually doing the blocking, you got oh, the receivers, they're blocking downfield as well. Uh, getting everybody in and buying into the running uh, running game is huge, and they've done that. They've really done a great job with making sure that that is their thing. Now, P.J. Fleck has really got this Minnesota Gopher team um, playing at a really high level right now. You know, they, they've had some uh, really good games. They've blinked a couple teams this year on defense, and, and the defense, the offense, just keeps going. So I'm, I'm very excited to see what happens. You know, I love it when the, the big guys get out there and they can actually just hit somebody. Uh, but uh, this offensive line, they are big. They're good. Uh, they're, they're still a little young. Their center, though, is something special. Um, they, they are going to be really – it's going to be a really good team to see go up against our defense. Um, I'm looking at their stats. Where they, I think they've given up eight sacks – no, ten sacks all year, right? That's huge for an offensive line. It, mainly because they, they rely heavily on the run, but they still pass the ball. They really do. Like you said, the town Morgan's had 153 dropback attempts. Total for the year, they've had 221. And to give up 10 sacks for the entire season, that's, that's something to be commended. We still have two more games to go, especially playing against our defense. I do expect that number to go up. I'm hoping quite a bit. Um, but getting that running game going against our defense is going to be one of the things that um, <laughs> I think it plays into our hands. But uh, for Minnesota, that's going to be their thing. They get that going. Um, and they're not – I don't see them really shying away not anytime soon. Uh, um, they may later in the game, depending on how the, the front beginning of the game goes. But uh, they may end up being like Wisconsin. Like, we're just not going to run. We're good. We, we've done that. We're good. But um, that will be interesting to see uh, how this running game is going, especially with Muhammad back there. Like I said, he's probably the most complete back that we've seen all season. And with his, his team dedication to the run and commitment to the run, um, it's going to be a tremendous test for us. Tremendous test, yes. Um, definitely the best back that we've seen just all around. Um, I won't – it's – I guess the biggest thing for me looking at this game – is these guys are definitely first in the West and currently sitting at uh, seven and three. They are, they are kind of riding high. Yeah. This is going to be senior day for them and it's going to be uh, uh, what they all want to send themselves out on and, and get themselves into uh, the big 10 championship game. Obviously this is a great springboard and great opportunity for this program moving forward. So yeah, looking at it, man, they're going to run the ball, run it some more, run it again after that. And it's going to be considering, like you mentioned, the temperatures, considering the elements, it's not going to be really in favor of really trying to get back there and throw the ball. So it plays to their favor. And I feel like it's been kind of a broken record over the last few weeks that this is going to be one of the best offensive lines that this group play, has played this season. Uh, we said that last week against Wisconsin. You know, we said that numerous times throughout the season. And looking at this team right here and what they've been able to do and what they've been able to accomplish leading uh, kind of the, the high number in the Big Ten right now in terms of rushing yards, uh, 
it's a tr- it's a tremendous challenge for this group of Hawks that's uh, on defense that's played against some really good teams this season. But, you know, that's I have learned not to bet against these guys or to count them out. They have definitely shown that they have the ability to play very well in, in every every circumstance. And we've seen a number of teams have great statistics coming into the game against Iowa. And um, this Hawkeye defense has done a tremendous job against each and every challenge that, uh, that they've taken on. Obviously not winning every challenge, but uh, holding their own and proving why they're a top 10 defense in this country. So we'll flip over to the offensive side for the Hawks. You know, we already know Spencer Petrus is the man, the legend. He's almost up to about 1,500 total passing yards now off of uh, 141 completions for 251 attempts, five touchdowns now, five interceptions total. Um, Caleb Johnson leading the team with 610 yards, followed by LaShawn Williams, 329, followed by Gavin Williams, 125. These guys definitely – the running game has picked up over the season. We talked about this and – uh, we talked early on in the season what looked what was what the struggles were, and at this point we see kind of how this uh, group up front, those five stars up front, have gelled and taken their game to another level. This group definitely is doing better. Caleb Johnson is uh, has has done a tremendous job getting a rushing touchdown in each of the last couple of games. What is this? Uh, and Spencer, like I mentioned in the post game. Uh, he had been throwing interceptions and turned the ball over the last two weeks in a row and turned the ball over via the air. Last week he had to fumble. But uh, what does this offense have to do against this Minnesota Golden Gophers defense uh, to find some success on Saturday? Well, it's the same thing every week. They got to create holes for the running back, right? Move those guys and then with the pass protection, it, we got to protect. It's just that simple. Like we're looking at 33 sacks for the season already. We have two more, two more games to go. And unfortunately, that that defense that they're going to be going against in, over in Minnesota, they're not any slouches. I mean, we're in the Big Ten. You guys are pretty good over there. Um, and they have some pretty good runs, um, some run rush passers over there that, um, you know, we're going to see that if we get in third and long situations, they're going to be coming. Now, if we can get our offensive line um, to pass protect better, stop opening up the gate, you know, we still have those issues that tackle. Um, you know, these rush-ins are actually quite good over there. But we get the running game going, especially with Caleb Johnson back there. I'm hoping he's our starting quarterback, uh, running back. Um, we should be able to hold her on. We really just need to get the running game going. Um I wouldn't be surprised to see us get try to run pass first, just to throw them off. But uh, I would expect us to run the ball, get Caleb out there, get him like really sweating and get some work in with this guy. Uh, maybe a two-headed monster thing. Sam is uh, Laporta. He's going to be great at run blocking, but I do see them getting him out there. Uh, maybe something like um, I don't know, a seam round or something like that. But uh, we're going to get him going. Uh, we also have Luke Lachey, too. So we have good tight ends as well. Like I said, this team is almost like a mirror image of Iowa when I look, when I think about the two of them. You know, really good. The defense is really good. They're predicated on stopping the run. Um, 
our second, our defense is better than their defense. Our offense, we're trying to establish a run. Uh, we're getting there. Um, we're uh, we're not quite as balanced. Like right now, we're rushing. I think it's uh, nine hundred and just under a thousand yards for the season. Mm-hmm. So we are, uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, a lot of that's been eaten up because of the uh, the sacks or because of negative yardage. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at almost a negative one hundred and seventy yards. So tack that back on. Here we are. And we're just about even with the the pass, just about. So, yeah. So we're we're kind of balanced. We're getting there. We're more in the pass way. I mean, we're doing more of the tight end stuff, which is you know what we did. I guess we're tight end you still, which is who we are right now. Getting the that offensive line. It goes back to the line. It does for me. Pass protection, run block, they got to be there. Hasn't changed. We've been talking about it all season, man. You said you guess we're tight in you now. I think we've been tight in you for a while now, David. It's been like this for the last couple of years. We've been tight in you. So I know that at one point you were proud of them calling it O-line you. But um... I, I was. I, I really was. That was, well, I was, you know. I don't know. Back when we were there, we were lying you. That's what I remember. Were we though? A decent old one. I don't. Yeah, we had a decent old one. I don't remember him calling us uh, lying you, but we had a good. I thought we were lying you. We weren't. We've been tight in you the whole time. No, definitely wasn't tight in you the whole time. Definitely not. So, I, to be honest, we're defense you. Right. Well, you know, you talked about Sam. <laughs> talked about Sam. You know, last week was his uh, – was that that was Purdue or was that Wisconsin? He caught his first touchdown of the season. Um, Nico, uh, second on the team in, in touchdowns. Luke Lachey is – I'm sorry. Luke Lachey has two touchdowns. He's first on the team in touchdown receptions. Um, so, we know our tight end schemes and, and what they do in terms of how Brian Ferentz utilizes his tight ends in his uh, scheme calling and play calling. So, I definitely – envision those guys taking on a huge role this week definitely what will be interesting is the fact that these two teams definitely are mirror images of themselves so they'll definitely be playing in in regards of uh almost playing what they play in practice on a daily basis so it's going to be a tough challenge no matter how you look at it both sides are, are super familiar with each other um, it's just going to come down to how the game is played in the trenches. So, with that, let me just jump right into man. What's your what's your keys and what's your prediction on the score? Well, with the running game being paramount, especially with the weather and you know this time of the year, I, I think turnovers are going to be a big factor. Right, one getting the running game running and then uh, going, and then two, if we get to run, win that turnover battle. Those are really going to be the two keys to this game, I see. There are, the defenses for both teams are really good. Uh, they're going to be stout, uh, especially against the run. You know, that's our forte at Iowa. We stop the run. And then we dare you the pass with that secondary we had back there. Eh, those ball hawks back there, man. They, <laughs> Riley finally, finally got his first uh, interception last week. It was off of a tip. But people don't typically go his way. And then you got Cooper DeGene over there, and he's balling out as well. 
and uh, you know Merriweather, he's just always doing his thing. So we know what we're up against. They know what they're up against. Uh, it's really going to be great Big Ten football. And I mean, the line right now is like three and a half points. I think Minnesota's favorite because they're home and the weather. But running the ball and limiting the amount of turnovers, I, I don't see this being a real high-scoring affair. I could be wrong. But um, I, I just think whoever gets the running game going first and limits the amount of turnovers they have is going to have the best chance of winning this game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And putting yourself in that best position, obviously, is what your interests are. Um, I will say the keys to the game, first and foremost, like you mentioned, I had to piggyback off of that, but in a different way, because it does come down to trench play. It comes down to trench play on both sides of the ball, though. Yeah, the offensive line definitely has to carry the team and create a new line of scrimmage and punch those guys in the mouth on the other side of the ball. However, the challenge uh, for this Hawkeye defensive front going against what is arguably the best back that they played so thus far this season, I would say is probably even bigger key because uh, Ibram is not playing games. He is a downhill runner and he is a ferocious runner. So it's going to mm-hmm. be challenging and they got to get 11 hats to the ball every time he touches the ball because rarely have we seen him uh, be taken down by the first tackle rarely. So got to get him several halves to the ball uh, to bring him down to limit any kind of explosive plays. So my first key to the game, force them to have to pass, force them to have to find a way to, 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 to do something other than what they're comfortable with. Force Tanner Morgan to have to be a game manager and have to complete passes for them to win. And if they do that, I think, I don't think that they're built in the fashion of Tanner Morgan dropping back uh, 60 times a game to try and win the game for him. I think that they're more comfortable turning around and handing the ball off to Muhammad Ibram or Trey Potts or Bryce Williams, one of these backs that have done well so far this season. Um, but um, I don't see them trying to really put him in position, Tanner Morgan, that is, to um, to to manage the game. So keys to the game, trench work, both sides of the ball. Offense and defense. And then defensively make them one-dimensional. Force them out of their running. Force them out of running the ball and force them to have to pass and see if that's something that they can hang their hats on. So and then my f- score, I think with the with the cold weather being what it is, with the fact that it's gonna have to be a ground and pound, I'm giving it a 14-12 game in favor of the Hawks. 14-12, huh? 1412. Nah. Wow. I, I was just looking at the running game, the running backs we've gone against. You got Corum and Brown, Michigan and uh, Illinois. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the best, uh, the most complete most running complete. back we've seen. They, you know, yeah. Both of those guys wow. do a tremendous job of running around you. They do a tremendous job. Uh, Brown led the nation in rushing at one point. So, it, yeah. two tremendous, tremendous Corum. We know what Blake Corm did to us in the Big Ten Championship as well as when we saw him come to the Kinnick Stadium earlier this season. So Corm is he's he's spoken for. He's he's done his job. However, what I've right. seen out of this young man, Muhammad Ibram, that leads me to believe that he's better than either one of those guys. That's just 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 the completeness. <laughs> just, I just 
and this is one thing I want to ask you. I mean, what does that do for an old lineman when you see your running back doing some of the things that we saw Muhammad Ibram do to say just Michigan State? Just looking at that game, I saw at least five guys get ran over. I saw cornerbacks get ran over, safeties get ran over, linebackers. What does that do for you as an offensive lineman when you see your running back finish runs in the manner that he does? That makes you want to block for him. You talking about getting excited? Hey, when we're sitting there, your offensive linemen are down here grinding out against defensive linemen like you. Like y'all, y'all not fun to hit. Not, no offense to anything, but like hitting you guys all the time. And then like seeing this guy get like arm tackling. I'm like, really? Dude, you know what I just had to do to get you out there? But seeing him go out there and actually hit people the same way you were hitting with that kind of intensity and, and even more, he's delivering the blow as a, as opposed to receiving it in the run game. Yo, let's do this. Let's roll. I'm ready. I'm I'm with you. Let's go. Yeah. Let's take over the whole game. That's the mentality. I saw in that Michigan State game, the safety tried to come up and hit him low. And he got he got they both out. They didn't go head to head. The, the safety got a little bit lower, but uh, but he ran him over and safety had to come out of the game. That was uh, that's how ferocious this guy is. And I, you know, it's uh, it's like you said, man. I, I, I can see how you guys feed off of a guy like that who punishes uh, defenders and just makes you want to hold it just that much longer, just to make sure that he gets to that level so he can he can do some of the things that he's been capable of doing all season. So. I don't know, David. You got anything else before we hang this one up? I can give you my score, but yeah, you know, it'll remind score, me. We, and we yeah. talk about like running backs and getting behind. Remember, like Mike Allstott? Like with guys was just, just like seeing him just hit and just bounce off people on yards after contact. Like, man, I want to get or like an Eddie George, right? It, when they hit somebody, when they're out there running, it's actually inspirational. It really is. It's just like, hey, let's do this. But, yeah, I'm not saying he's those kind of guys, but when he is out there doing that, that's the kind of feeling that the, you know, the, the linemen get. But for me, with the score, oh, dude, this is going to be a tight one. I think it's going to be ugly. Uh, I'm going 16-10. I'm going to go with my Hawks, though. 16-10, Iowa. Iowa could yeah. uh, clinch the West, or they could not. I can't say clinch because they still got to play Nebraska. It's still a full week of, of games. However, Iowa can definitely put themselves square in the middle of the, the talks of the Big Ten West race if they are able to pull this game off. So it's, it's uh, man, considering where they were at the beginning of the season and some of the losses, some of the things that we were on here questioning earlier this year, and considering that they now have an opportunity to still make it into the Big Ten West title game, I'm sorry, the Big Ten title game by winning the West is insane. But that's college football. That's football as a whole. Any given day, anything can happen. That's why you just you keep playing. You never know what can happen. Just keep on playing. You know it. Four-way tie right now for first place. This is crazy. It's insane. Totally insane. So yeah. We'll find out what happens over the next couple of weeks and who separates themselves and puts themselves in that position to uh, to to represent the West in the Big Ten title game. But uh, until then, these Hawks got a huge, uh, huge, huge game this weekend, and, and they'll be playing the uh, Minnesota Golden Gophers. Up is, is that the Metrodome? I don't even think it's the Metro. I don't know if it's the Metrodome anymore. I don't know. No, they don't play. They, sure they, they, they play, play in their own stadium. No. Yeah, they play in their own. Mm -hmm. outdoor They're outdoor. Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. 
that's the point. I was like, the weather's going to be a factor. They're outside. Yeah. In 17-degree weather. 17-degree weather. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Get ready to run. That ball's going to be back like a rock. Day, back in the day, I used to be like, <laughs> yeah, let's get it. But couldn't pay me. What? You couldn't. What's the weather like where you guys are? Um, weather's not bad. Weather's not bad. We're snowing right now. Yeah. Not fun. Hey. Yeah. It's your choice. It's your choice. You can always leave. <laughs> you can always leave. Got it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what you want me to tell you. Yes, no, I know. It's not... It's not one of my things in the world, but anyhow, fun day today. anyhow, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up there. Uh, thank you all for joining us on the show today. It's been awesome. Appreciate you all listening and, and uh, following and all that good stuff. Click subscribe, follow all those good things as we continue to try to build this uh, Hawk Talk community. And uh, yeah, it should be a good time this upcoming weekend. The Hawks got a great opportunity to pull out another win and uh, put themselves square in first place in the West. So we'll see how it shakes out. For David Porter, I am Colin Cole. Um, We are Hawk Talk, and this has been another show for you. Uh, God bless and go Hawks. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.